Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wrist Cheese Radio Podcast, your home for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. I am your host, Brodinky. With me, as always, is my co-host, Schmidt. Schmitty, how are you, bud? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm really good. I took the very, very rare weekend off, good for you. which is unheard of in my line of work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But uh, we just closed up a somewhat large part of our facility for the season. So we have a couple extra bodies lying around. So I might have said, hey, we got people and we happen to have been offered a completely free all-inclusive vacation for the weekend. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So it just so happened my – now stay with me here. It's my wife's godmother, who is her aunt. Okay. It's their 40th wedding anniversary. So big milestone. They wanted to take pretty much everybody who lives in our vicinity or anybody who can make it yeah. up to Pennsylvania, to the mountains, beautiful, all-inclusive resort where you had like your own little cabins. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. So totally serene getaway. I did take the kids. So I spent a lot of time chasing little people around, but it was all in good fun. <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah, have to sure. go to work the next day. I could have a drink or two. So all good there. Uh, I'm well rested. You can probably hear it in my my uh, the energy in my voice a little bit. While I was there, right, and this is a this resort has a lot of like it's a family resort, so it has a lot of like family things that go on. And part of it is they do like silly like family games, like almost like Olympic types things, where you just like compete at stupid events and things. Okay, but it's just for fun. While I happen to have been in that vicinity, I walked by this couple. The dudes were in a Monaco. What? And his wife is wearing a Mission to the Sun moon swatch. Okay. Watch fam for sure. Right? I for was sure. like, where is the connection here? I was so tempted to stop and like grab them, but it was in the middle of like weird competition things. So I didn't. Yeah. But I was so intrigued. That's so cool. I wanted to just stop and be like, hey, where'd you get that? I was like, do you know those are tough to get? Because because it's the this is the other thing too. Like those are two very esoteric watches. Completely. Like it, it's not like a it's not like a tag Carrera. Like it's a Monaco. Yeah. Right. Like it's that is a choice watch. That's like a deliberate decision. So and then to have a mission to the sun, that's also a rare watch to get. I mean, it's just difficult. It's a rare choice, first of all, if you're gonna yeah. get a moon swatch. And the moon swatch has been a pain in the ass to get. So absolutely. I was super intrigued by that. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's as always. That's my very uh, my yeah, approach sure. anxiety gets the best of me, and I I, I just I, I I know it is it is certainly real. <laughs> it is certainly real. All right, uh, this week we had some new drops. I think we're going to touch on one of which we have asked for in a previous episode. I believe you'll remember. I don't remember if this was the reissues we wanted or. 2022 wish list, but we had spoken okay. about Volcane. They had brought yes. back the cricket in a limited yes. edition. Now the cricket is making a full comeback. The I'm president's glad. watch. Yeah, yeah. The official president's watch has been gifted to every single president since basically forever. Um, but Volcane Cricket's finally back. You guys know this. We've talked about it. Uh, Volcane's one of my kind of entry watch watches. I mean, it was literally my first ever Swiss watch right. with a Volcane. Yeah, Not a cricket, but story. a Volcane. We talked about this before on the pod. Um, but I'm really excited to see this come back. And I think this is a watch that the watch world needs. This is a complication, you know, the mechanical alarm that just nobody really does anymore. We talked about Tudor with their advisor and they just yeah. kind of like 
leave it out in the pasture and like nobody knows that what they're doing with it. So I think that with this type of return with the Volcano Cricket, maybe you'll start to see people taking mechanical alarms more seriously again. I think it's a really cool complication and it's unique. Yeah, definitely somewhat useful. Yeah, like absolutely. Somebody who times things or needs to set an alarm. I think it's not completely useless as some sort of defunct complications are nowadays. Right, right. As we've spoken about. Uh, this one comes in, I think you can get it in two sizes, 36 and 39. That's right up your alley, man. Yeah. Uh, that, satiate, with, that satiates a lot of watch fam. That's it for does. sure. You got a lot of people covered there. It's got, a, as you said, a V10 hand wind movement in it, 42 hours, alarm. Comes in black, white, and salmon. Salmon is limited. Yeah. Well, but I mean, the other two sense. are sense. not. Yeah. And but it I does imagine, come. I imagine comes, we're going to see more of this. We're going to yeah. see more of these crates coming. I would for think sure. so, too. And it does come with the cool case back engraving sold the world over since 1958. Yeah. So a really I mean, cool heritage awesome. piece. Awesome. And I, and I can't wait. Because if they, if they continue to expand this, because Volcano has been in a very tumultuous way for many years now and they were like defunct and they got bought out and they're trying to, it, it's a whole thing, but I've been keeping a close eye on them because they are one of my favorite brands for sure. They just don't produce a lot and they have, um, I'm, I'm just waiting for the nautical cricket to come back because once the nautical cricket comes, dude, That's it, cool is, watch. it is on. That is a very cool watch. However, these are not exactly cheap watches coming in at 3,600 and 3,900 respectively for 36 millimeter and 39 millimeter models. It makes sense. It makes sense. But as you said, they don't make a lot. So I kind of the price you pay there. Yeah. Makes sense. On the other end of the spectrum, the affordable end, as we know, I'm a big fan of Orient has come out with some retro divers. <laughs> now, the now they actually have said, water resistance right? the first thing you said to me was can you take them in the water because we've talked about the sk retro a bunch that only has i think 50 meters water resistance and it is called the sk retro diver <laughs> so that was a little bit of a weird situation but this one yeah. does come in with 20 uh 20 bar or 200 meters water resistance yes it does yes it does it is also <laughs> a an internal rotating bezel cushion case uh, interesting release. They come in a few different layouts, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So but, I mean, this one, this one actually looks cool. Like I, I do like the, I do like the design, especially the orange and black one. I think that's that is my very favorite. smooth. It's, it's a good looking watch, and they do have kind of like a black one with kind of the rainbow, uh, different color motif that seems to be very popular these days. But I like them. I think it's cool, and I think that this is what should have came out before yeah this is what orient should stick to <laughs> i mean i mean it just looks cool it looks like an orient and their sk reissues were just kind of like completely missing the mark for me this is a much better alternative for sure there's i think like a like a red gold kind of version too so, so it's, it's bronze coated steel okay so basically yeah. a bronze pvd steel right. interesting okay with beige accents on the inside yeah. each one of them has day and date the one you were talking about comes on a bracelet, uh -huh. uh, orange indices, accents, uh, white around the scales. That one is completely steel, non-coated. And then there's a yeah. black coated, like, like you said, one, it has right? the has the rainbow markers on it. Yeah. I and think so which, which yeah. is cool, though, because it's kind of a if you remember, there were some SK divers that had like 
the rainbow like graduations yes. around the dial. So it wasn't like specific markers, but there was like certain types of graduations that were around that this kind of pays tribute to. Now, again, in more of a modern context, this is probably, you know, something that is is we're seeing on trend. Like, you know, you have the 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 rainbow Daytonas. You have we talked about the um what was it? The uh um Ulysse Nardin with their with their rainbow divers and this is a trend so it's kind of a riff on that original style but I think it it's bringing it a little bit forward to make it something that's still kind of wearable but fashionable yeah and each one of these are non-limited except the black the black is 2,000 pieces I don't I don't think you'll have trouble getting one if you really want one but I think they're trying (laughs) to satiate sort of what's like you said and vogue for their market, right? You have yeah. a, a bronze, you have black with rainbow markers. They're giving you a little bit of everything. They come in, I think, around four hundred bucks, so not bad. Yeah, and again, it's in-house movement. It's Orient. It's it's a lot of good stuff. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a respectable dive watch brand. It's a respectable watch brand in general for a modest amount of money. You know what I mean? Like this is a great starter watch type company orient is like that's a launching platform for a lot of people yeah and this is cool for somebody who wants a pretty non-traditional watch i mean even if you look at it they have they have a fluted bezels on them yeah so that's kind of neat it's just it's just funky and i love it if you want something off off the beaten path and you don't want something that looks like a super traditional watch like a kamasu or a ray or mako yeah maybe this is where you're at i like it i'm for it yeah in a, a camp that I'm not so for, and we've given them a ton of kudos lately because we think they're really improving overall, but Tag Heuer released a Formula <laughs> One in bright green, yellow, and red. And I don't know, man. It's just this one I, is just a miss for me, dog. Um, yeah, especially at $1,800. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know. I just don't think it's a, it's a hit. The, the colors are kind of, I don't know. They're very like ketchup and mustard. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i mean this is these are i mean you know practice safe lunch you use a condiment right like this is this is mustard <laughs> ketchup and pickles relish, or right? lettuce i mean like it's basically what it is and maybe that's the that's the new nickname for this the ketchup formula one the mustard formula one the condiment the formula, formula ones, one yeah. <laughs> um but it, but it's interesting it's a swiss quartz uh chronograph um with a tenth of a second indication uh you know, what's interesting is there's not a lot of Swiss quartz chronographs on the market. And if you notice, a lot of this kind of looks a little bit similar to what you would find in maybe like the moon swatch, albeit the subdials have been swapped. So on the moon swatch, the 60 second runner is at the bottom at the six o'clock position and the tenth of a second is at three o'clock. On this one, it is reversed, but that's very easy to do. So uh, if you're looking at this from a movement perspective, it's probably not too far off that this is a movement that could be shared um, in that type of that type of design. So this could be loosely based off of something like that. If it is in tr- indeed a Swiss quartz chronograph movement, there's not that many out there. So you don't know um, if that would be a, an indictment on this or a kudos to the moon's watch. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, again. You know, when it comes to sub dot orientation, a lot of these things at, at factories can be can be swapped out. They can be changed, so they can be modified per the uh, the manufacturer's specifications. But it's uh, 
it's got a tenth of a second indication, just like the moon swatch does. So take that for what you will. Again, I'm not saying that it is, but oddly enough, it looks and functions basically the same way. So take that for what you will. Um, that's it. I mean, this is a pass for me. We've given we've given Tag a lot of credit. Um, I know their Formula One series continues to be very popular. It's been very popular over the years, and that and that I don't think it's going to change ever. Um, but I mean, the ketchup, mustard, and pickle Formula Ones for me are just not—they're not it, fam. They're just not it. Not at eighteen hundred dollars either. And that's the thing too. Like it's a ticking quartz chronograph. You know, this isn't like a smooth sweeping chronograph like you would get from like a mecha quartz. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's also for me a miss because there's so many other alternative movements that you could have utilized. But the problem is they're all not Swiss. I don't know of any Swiss mecha quartz style movements that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I was even trying to think solar quartz chronograph movements. I know a lot of them are in, are in micro brands and Japanese watches, but I'm not sure exactly. about those. So I don't know. I have no idea. But there you go. And Catch while, the pickle, baby. <laughs> while we are on chronographs, it would be tough to go without mentioning this last one. I think everybody and their brother has seen the Zenith pink El Primero. Oh, yeah. I got what are your thoughts, bro? What are your uh, thoughts? I want to hear your thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts here. Okay, so bear with me. First and foremost, the watch is sick. I would love it to have sick. one of these. If it I had sick. 10 grand lying around, I would love to have one of these. They look great. I think they did something similar for only watch. Yeah. And now this is not a limited edition, but they are only selling it during October. And it's boutique only. And I think e-boutique, which I don't really know exactly what the hell that means. It's e-commerce. So it just means it's sold online. So only through them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It has to be ordered directly from their website. So sort of like the manufacturer. Yeah. El Primero. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Which is also, I don't know if you saw those with the all blue subdials. Also. A1. I feel like I could just make a collection of El Primero's, but that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so good for them. They're getting in on the whole, uh, the same boat I have been in, I guess you'd say. Uh, different charity, Susan G. Komen for the cure. But uh Still great, right? They're doing good things with yeah. that. Now, the only thing that I don't know if it doesn't sit well with me or not, and I don't know. You can tell me if I'm out of line here. I'm, I might be. I might be just be talking out my ass. So I'm reading the fine print, and it says 20% of sales will go to Susan G. Komen. It's yeah. a $10,000 watch. Yeah. I can't imagine at this stage of the game how long they've been around, how long they've had this tooling that this watch is costing them a ton of money to produce. You know, it's not right. And we're given two grand from the sale away to charity. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Couldn't do better than that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we could just do better. That's all. Yeah. And there, and there's certainly, there's certainly a lot of, of, of ways to do better. Um, there's no question about that. But I mean, again, every every brand still has to make money. Every brand has to, you know, be be a brand, uphold their reputation and you know, still give their consumers and clients what they want. Because there's always going to be a bottom line. Right. Yeah, my my thinking was though, I can't imagine that it at an eight thou 
take, you're breaking even. So if you were really making this about donations, you would think they would make it, okay, we're going to move however many of these and either take a minimum profit or like a break even because it's about it's about the donation. Yeah, I know, I know. Right? You made the dial color for the month, for the breast cancer month. What? Yeah. It's about the donation. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just cynical or whatever, but. And and again, I mean, it, not everyone can do what you're doing, right? Where you're you're literally giving everything to this. So while we're on that, I, I think that's a, a very nice segue here. I have something in my possession here. I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, so it's 38 millimeters. It's <laughs> hot pink, and it's from Germany. I love it. I love it. You I have in I my hand it. the Nomos Club Campus 38 deep pink this is not the one that some lucky person will be taking home they are going to send that one directly to you but this is sort of just a loner to me for the month just to get uh the juices flowing Mm -hmm. get the good Mm -hmm. word out so far i've worn this thing around uh it's honestly really really great it's only eight and a half mils thick hand wine yeah super super comfortable watch so good so good Honestly, it's really good. I, I really do have to say. And it's just like you say, the lugs are a little bit long, but again, 38 millimeters. So it'll fit you any which way. Strap is really nice. And it's like a suede, right? If yeah, I'm it's not a mistaken. suede strap. Yeah. It's, it's like a gray color. It It's perfectly muted against the bright pink dial and the bright yeah. orange small seconds. Hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the loom comes up blue, which is really cool. I didn't know that. I, I, t- I went outside to inside with it and I was like, oh, but yeah, it looks really, really good. Wears really great. It's pretty much everything I thought this watch would be. And at this point, I'm almost contemplating maybe buying the purple one because I, I already have at least one pink watch and plenty of pink straps. So I don't know how badly I could overdo it with pink, but that bluish purple, kind of tight. Purple's in now. We know that. So Yeah, that's right. That's right. They do also make this in 36. See, that, that I think that would be more my 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 vein. To get a deep pink in 36 personally for me. So Nomos, if you're out there and if we need to make this happen, you you, you let me know. You want to send the Schmitty boy at, thir- at 36? Yes, please. <laughs> I will happily buy it. Uh, yeah, so that's really cool. Uh, and I will get that contest post up soon. I haven't yet because I'm I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to play by the rules. I know certain brands have have policies about, you know getting approval for posts and stuff. Oris was very loose with it. Um, Nomos had mentioned something about approval, so I'm trying to play by their rules and make sure I, everything is honky-dory before I just start throwing stuff up there. But it's going to be the same deal. Uh, $10 minimum donation gets you one drawing, so $20 for two, $30 for three. Anybody who has already donated for the moon swatch that I gave away, you're already in for the amount you put in for. I have it on record already. It's, it's even still on the page. No biggie there. Anybody who wants to get in on this can get in on this. I have that link in my bio. You go to it, you make a donation, and... 10 bucks, guys. That's all it is. 10 bucks. Like I said, the dude who won the Mission of Mars, 20 bucks. Can't yeah. beat it. Yeah. Right? And that was, at their, that was at their height. That yeah. was when... That was, that was like a unicorn watch. That dude and, nailed and there's, it. He's, there's still unicorn watches for sure, but... I was talking I mean, to him the other day. He said awesome. his wife stole it. And now she's into watches because she wears it all the time. So... <laughs> That's awesome. Really, That's that so backfired sick. on him. Not only is he out of Moon's watch, but she's going to start taking his stuff. 
hey man it happens double-edged sword right you know you know sometimes i wish my wife would be the same way where she just like start robbing my watch box but she doesn't and she won't and i just i wait for that day where she's like you know what i'm just gonna wear this and i'm like please go ahead and so that's really great. Um, I'm looking forward to a very big October. Obviously, this is, yes. this is the time of year that we really buckle down and try to meet our goals and stuff. But I mean, I'm, I'm already there. I'm already very happy with where it's gone and where it's yep. going. And uh, as always, a, a big thanks to everybody who's been a part of that. And and there's going to be some other little Easter egg stuff that might be uh, that might be coming out that bro will announce. Yes, yes, I, along, I do. Have, along, along that, along you know, last year I had those I had those Walbrook, uh Pink Tropics that they threw in as a sort of a runner-up prize. I've got a couple this year that are in the works. So it's not just not just one little thing. So ten bucks, guys. That's all it takes. Throw your donations in. Follow Bro's bio. Add your ten bucks and and win some cool stuff. And it's for a good cause, of course. So and one hundred percent donation. One hundred percent. There you go. Not twenty percent, one hundred percent. You guys know where your money's going. And with that, before we go to main topic, uh, just I guess some things that you know have I've observed. I don't know if they bother me. I don't know if I'm salty about them, but I, I just observe these things, and I kind of it's always expected, I guess. But when you think about stuff like this, right? Zenith is getting ton of good publicity for this yeah right only watch got a big a bunch of good pub for actually i don't know was it only watch anyway whatever no it was uh so it wasn't only watch it was the pink dial project yeah pink dot sorry that was the one i was thinking of i misspoke pink dial project they did all those one-offs they got a ton of good publicity right yeah now this isn't just me this is a lot of people who have contributed to this who've been in on this obviously you know you're helping out Kelly with her live streams donating all of the badge money she's got. Yep. Has kicked it in. Strap habit. Again, complete 100% donation. He did not ask me for any dough. I offered to go halves with him. He told yep. me no. So he is on the hook for 100% of those straps. They are completely donated. And so when you see him, you know that's where your money's gone. And yep. there's 0% profit being taken. But uh, you know, he's he's gotten some good pub in it for himself and people have rightfully so bought some other straps from him. Like my buddy who has the Zen EZM, it, it now lives on a black strap habit sailcloth. Yeah. And he's like, this should come with the watch. He's like, I love this strap. And it's people wouldn't have found it if not for the. No, the I mean, boy, so my, my buddies are the same way. It's like they bought the pink strap to support the cause. And then next thing you know, it's like, yeah, I just ordered a rubber strap and another black sailcloth. And I'm like, Hey guys, hold on. Like there's only so many straps he has in stock. So give him, Give him, give him, give him a chance to restock. But uh, he's getting great publicity out of this. I know he is. So kudos to him and 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 what he's been putting forward. So it's all good. Yeah, and you know he's been very happy to be involved, and it's been a great sort of uh, you know little friendship and bond between us. Even though I basically ragged the crap out of every watch he has, uh, incidentally, not even on purpose. <laughs> even a few episodes back, I was like, who the hell would buy that five thousand dollars Seiko LX? <laughs> oh no! I was like, dude, I can't win with you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like it was me it me it me yeah but he does have that uh he does have a restock coming for this month so that's gonna be really good keep an eye out for that so so it is this month so for october he's gonna have him in and okay. it does it does run the um event runs through the end of the year okay so don't be shy don't think you're missing out on the event if you buy one after but he's gonna restock this one last time and then 
everything is going to go and that's it at least that's for this it. year yeah yeah okay well you heard it here guys this but, is it so like i was saying right those got really good publicity ton of people are in on this and i it's again not just us right you have the people who donate people like you help out you have brands you right we have auras got on board last year yep that was great and that at the point was a pretty high demand watch. That was it was hard. They had a hard time keeping those on the bracelet in stock. And they yeah, gave me sure. one on a bracelet. You know, Absolutely. full bronze, pink dial. It was a hot watch at the time. You know, again, kudos to them. Forever grateful for that. Nomos this year, again, pretty hot watch. They told me themselves like we we're having trouble stocking these. And so that's why they wanted to send it directly to consumer when whoever wins it wins it. Because it's probably yeah. going to take. Because I mean, I'm going to run this basically until November 1st, end of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and then it's probably going to take a few weeks beyond that just to source one for that person and get it to them. They said you'll have it by the holidays, so it might take a few weeks, but you're going to get it. But again, they're having trouble keeping them in stock. Yeah, and they still were kind enough to throw me one my way. So kudos to them. But there's a lot of people involved with this, and you know, there's not even not even a blurb. I haven't mentioned anywhere, not even for a good cause, not even to shed some light on a noble effort. Yeah, that's that's a little bit that rubs me the wrong way. Just a little. Yeah, again, I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Wait, no, no. I, I mean, and, and again, it's not. It. It's not even being salty at this point. It's just, hey, you know, you've done an incredible thing. You're doing a great cause. You're donating a lot of money. You're having a lot of people from different industries, different type of uh, collaborations, really help get the message out. And, and I know it's out there. Every time I refresh my feed, I see somebody with a pink sailcloth strap all the time now. And you and I have talked about this offline. There's people who I know from a cursory standpoint that they're still they're wearing these things. Like these aren't even people who are in the watches and they're rocking pink straps because they saw it online. It was cool. And they wanted to get one. So for me, to not even get a little bit of a kudos, not even to get a little bit of a mention, especially for all the hard work that you've done two years in a row now, it's a little, it's a little disconcerting. Um, and you know, I know you'll you'll be humble about this, but I'm upset to be honest. So there's my hot take. It's this is all for a good cause, and not a single mention from any blog or brand or anything about this, you know. And I really can't say anything about Nomos because they're obviously donating the timepiece. But what I mean is, like, there's not been a single publication that's covered this. And this is actually good journalism. Like, this is a great so. story. The guy who runs a meme account for watches has raised money through different collaborations over this year to donate a timepiece for a good cause and then donate all this money to, to cancer research and, and awareness. Like, that is huge. Nobody's talked about it. So despite all of that, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to everyone that's donated money, that's collaborated, you know, that's really trying to push this forward because it's very important and it would not happen without you guys. So again, we'll continue to get the message out there. I know bro will continue to get the message out there despite not having a publicity or any type of, of, of media coverage about it. So there you go. You know, and I, I don't want people to think that this is necessarily an assassination on the watch media i just think it's a little more like almost like how our news media has been sort of labeled like corporate media now where it's yeah a little more just driven by 
I don't know, different forces as opposed to necessarily what people are looking for or might want to hear. Yeah, for sure. Right. So you have sort of this media and rogue media thing going on now in the the mainstream, right? You have like all these alternative news sources and podcasters and things that people get their various news from. And I think it's starting to trickle into this now where you have everybody kind of knows what they're getting from the, I guess, quote unquote, corporate media. Yeah. And then you have a few like rogue sources. And like, I don't consider us media. Like I'm not, I don't consider myself a media person. I, I would say like, uh, maybe a commentator. Yeah. Like we, we just, you know, we talk about the issues. We talk about the hits. We bring in some stuff that people don't necessarily hear other places. And that's our little niche in the world. And that's fine. I don't consider ourselves me. Like I'm not out here interviewing people and getting yeah press releases and things, but I guess that's what it is. And I, I understand that's why it probably hasn't happened yet, but you would think at some point somebody would be like, you know what? This is like a really feel good story. You would think. You would think, but again, big kudos to all of you for, for helping out because it's been, it's become somewhat of a movement, man. It's like it you is. said, you scroll the feed and it's, it's pink sailcloth all over the place everywhere. It's astonishing. Everywhere. And it's even people who do not know who I am because I, not that I get the tag, but I'll see strap habit gets the tag. And like you showed me the other day, there was, I can't remember what, what was a, was that a braver? I I know I, I it's, it's an odd name for a watch. Um, well, it's a micro brand, I think, but it was black it's, it's dial, micro brand, light pink sub dials on this, and it, and the guy was from I think Italy or somewhere, and he, it was in a different language, but it's you could see it said from Strap Habits new hot pink straps, and I was like, this guy doesn't know who I am, and he bought the strap. Like this yeah, is it's, beyond it, it's meme culture or braver. B R. I've seen them at wind up. V U R, braver or braver. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I could be butchering it, but they came out with a different colored light pink subdial watch, and it looks so good on this pink cell cloth. It's almost like it was perfect for it. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe drop us a comment if you if you want us to try to see if we can get this watch for next year, because that might be a, that might be a cool pick too. Because it's not an inexpensive watch either. I think they go for around two or three thousand um, dollars for the timepiece. So okay. It's not a it's not an inexpensive chronograph from a general perspective. Yeah, but I was just shocked. Like this person didn't even know they don't follow me, they didn't tag me. So like they bought this from Strap Habit. So it's beyond yeah. just oh, let's help out with a good cause. It's these are fire. I want them. Where do I get that? Yeah. You know, and that was even a big conversation starter when I was at the the Rich Tech Pod meetup. People were like, What strap is that? And then I have to go into the whole thing. Well, I run this account. You might have heard of it, and but, but you know, went through the whole spiel, and people were like, "Yeah, no, I just, I never even heard of that. I just want to get one." And I was like, "Well, they'll be restocking soon, unless you have a weird uh, lug width, and then you can get one now." But yeah, yes, but just thanks to everybody. You know, it's just it seems like there's almost like uh, I almost say people are ignoring the elephant in the room. Yeah, but you, there's no way you haven't come across by now. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let that be, let that be, uh, what it is. Yeah. However, this is not a, an episode about coverage in the watch industry. This is a little fun episode that you and I put together because another fun fad that kind of runs rampant now in watches is watches in, whether it be movies, series, film, Television, yada yada, 
people are all about the watch spotting, right? And even it was funny. I was I went to visit my mom not that long ago, and she was watching a movie. It was called um, The Art of Racing in the Rain, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was wearing a Speedmaster. Yeah, he has a Speedy Reduce on, I think, is, yeah. is what he has. I yeah. could tell it was a Speedmaster. I didn't, I didn't hang around long enough to, like, you know, check it out. But I was like, oh, I could tell it's a Speedy. So that was cool. But, it, you know, that's the cool thing now that they you have all these articles, watches and movies, and people yeah. are always, you know, whatever new thing comes out, they're like, oh, this watch is in that. So with that in mind, we were talking about what some of our favorite characters would wear if you were going to put a watch on them and or if somebody did and you didn't necessarily love what the prop master used, you know, sort of what would you recast in that spot for them? Yeah. So you have a few. I have a few. <laughs> we'll go back and forth. We'll have some fun. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to go first? Yeah, let, I mean, let's keep it consistent. You always start off, so okay. You know, you know, I'm better off the bench. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. My first pick. I went with my favorite movie, which is Rounders. For those of you who do not know what Rounders is, it's a movie that is centered around the game of Texas Hold'em. So poker. If you don't know much about cards, you can still watch this movie. It's very cool it's shot in almost like that first person narrator like that like those old noir films where the guy has yeah. like a very baritone voice it's matt damon you have edward norton john malkovich john turturro yeah. star cast yeah great great cast and it's set in new york city and basic plot of it is that this is the illegal poker world so this is before uh you know the the online trend and everything. So people are in person playing cards in underground card rooms and fortunes are won and lost. And it's yeah. about this guy who's played by Matt Damon. And he goes to this guy's poker den named Teddy KGB. <laughs> so rather than going with the vanilla choice and taking Matt Damon in this one, I went with Teddy KGB. Teddy KGB <laughs> is rumored to be connected to the top of the Russian mob. He's got henchmen. He's got an unlimited bankroll and He's played by John Malkovich. He's like this scruffy dude. He eats Oreos all day long. He wears corduroy brown pants and a red track jacket with like <laughs> yellow. Yeah. Stripes. Very Russian colors, you know. You know, maybe one of those new tag horses would be perfect for him. But <laughs> but he, yeah, definitely he the catch although up. he is baller, he doesn't necessarily exude baller. Yeah. So I was thinking about watches that would sort of represent this. And I went with the watch that is rumored to be on Christian Bale and American Psycho, which is the Seiko SNX J90. It's basically the Seiko version of the two-tone Rolex Datejust, right? Because you're, he's a, he's known as a, a thug and a baller, but he's not, he doesn't portray that. Like I said, he eats Oreos out of a poker chip tray. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I, I, I think a Rolex would be an inappropriate choice for him. And I didn't want to necessarily throw a Russian watch on him because he's very Americanized. He, he uses a lot of funny slang and American sayings. So I don't think he's very like old world. Yeah. So I thought this would be enough to get the look of the date just. But I also don't think he I don't know if he would park no, it, that in an asset because he's 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 using that money all the time. Yeah, exactly. But this also makes complete sense because. This is a type of watch that's enough from a distance that looks like it's flashy, 
looks like it's showy because it has that same type of silhouette and motif. But we all know it's not the thing, you know. And I think you know having having done a Google of this guy, um, you know, again played by by John Malkovich, um, this is I mean this is exactly <laughs> the type of watch I would imagine this guy to wear. It just it, it's it's so funny to me that this is I think you hit the nail on the head on this one. So this is a 38 millimeter version. You get a day and date, which is the giveaway. No Cyclops. Yeah. But he's just really funny. You got to watch the movie. He has a lot of great one liners. You know, I don't know if his Russian accent is good. But it's funny enough. You know, he right. talks about uh, kids got the alligator blood. I can't get rid of him. Like he's always he's got these like thug lines. And it's they're so good. It's it's one of my favorite movies. It's it's great the whole way through it. It kind of gives you a, a look into like the underground gambling lifestyle and really how people can get in trouble with it and really, you know, become desperate real quick. But it's it's yeah, super absolutely. cool. I, it's a decently long movie and it also has some pretty cool cameos from guys like Johnny Chan who won the World Series multiple times. So if you're a poker fan, you'll love it. You probably have already seen it a million times. And if you're not, it's at least a fun watch once through. My wife watched it through once and she thought it was still a pretty good movie despite not knowing much about cards. But really okay. cool movie. Yeah, I would definitely. Okay. You have all of the actors there to make up for it. You have all the actors there to make up for it. Yeah, and I didn't even hit them all. Like there's so many more. Like Famke yeah. Jansen, uh, can't remember his name. Very famous old actor. He's passed on by now, but he plays like a judge. And, you know, it's, it's just cool. It's a very cool, cool movie. So that is my first pick. I think I really, um, I probably um, shot for the boom, my first pick, but. Uh, no, but we'll I think it's good though. Time. I think yeah. it's good. All right. Um, okay. Why don't you go next? Yeah. yeah. So I, so I have, uh, I have Indiana Jones. Uh, so good old Indy. Uh, he doesn't wear a watch, but people have put him in a lot of different watches over the years, especially because, you know, he's played by Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford was at one point in time, a Hamilton ambassador. I don't know if he still is. I don't think so, but uh, he was at one point constantly wearing Hamiltons, but I just feel like Indy, who's a character that's very much an old old soul, kind of takes place in his movie tenure in in many different time periods. Um, for me, I think he needs kind of like a pseudo adventures watch, but he's also kind of like a pilot and does you know crazy stunts and stuff like planes and yeah, he's just an active person. I think he's a pilot in real life too. Who uh Harrison? Harrison Ford. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so I decided to put him in something that's a little bit esoteric. Um, and this is the Long Jeans Avigation 1935 Type A7. There's a few different versions of this watch, and the specific one that I chose was a black dial, and it has kind of more modern numerals. There's one that just came out, I think, like in 2020, so a couple of years back. Um, but it's basically, it's a 41 millimeter case steel, two subdial register chronograph, but it's a mono pusher chronograph. And it has kind of the driver's or pilot orientation for the dial. So it's placed at an angle because I imagine if you're doing active things, you're doing stunts, you're doing whatever, this is the type of kind of orientation you want to be able to read the time in. But it has, you know, old school cathedral hands and this is very vintage feel and i think to me especially because indiana jones does so much stuff you know in the 1930s and 1940s you know he's battling the nazis that kind of thing like he needs a watch that's very much of that era as well 
And although this is a modern timepiece, it's inspired by those classic Longines timepieces that were available during that time, specifically something like a mono pusher chronograph. And this is a watch to me that's so impressively cool. It's purely novelty. Like I would only own this watch just to say that I own it and have it in my collection because it's just it's the it's so out there, especially given the orientation of the of the crown and and how the dial set up. But I think this is very much a watch that screams Indiana Jones, screams adventure, and screams kind of like a true classic pilot style. Yeah, I'm really loving the white with the really dark beige loom on it yeah so that was the that was the first version yeah for sure yeah i know obviously that's how they age out and the newer versions are not going to have that but it's it's really cool and a lot of brands have released watches that look like this that are much much more money than this yeah i mean look at look at the uh the vacheron driver's watch now it's not a chronograph but it's got that odd shape and it's got the crown and kind of that odd position but i mean it's it's very much this style you know, aesthetic where it's turned, you know, the dial, the dial reading is, is actually at an angle. Yeah. I think this is a great pick for Indy. I think it, it fits the time period. Well, I think it fits what he does well. And, uh, you know, speaking of Indy and Rishi's radio, our buddy, Tom, I believe was on the last indie film, the crystal skull. Oh yeah. with Shia. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. That's yeah. right. I think he did mention that. Yeah. He's been posting a lot of stories where he actually looks like Indy lately. He's got like I know. He's, he's, and he's like, out he's there like, eating worms and stuff, man. That's <laughs> so why I reposted this thing. I was like, I just want to come back as Tom in my next life, lifetime. Yeah, right? yeah. I saw that. I saw that post on the, the page. That's so funny. But it's true, though. Like, he's what? Like, in the Grand Canyon somewhere. He's been doing hiking. He was and in New Mexico. Like, I know yeah. he's busy. I know he's he's as run down as I am. But, like, dude. So uh. cool. So cool. <laughs> Yeah, so he. I'm gonna try to catch up with him at uh, at windup. We're gonna go hopefully grab. Oh, that's beer. awesome! That's awesome. You gotta awesome you gotta send shot. me a, a shot. And oh, and definitely. A, yeah, that'd be so cool. Shout out, Tom. I know you're listening. Yeah, always. Uh, my second pick hits a little close to home. Uh, a movie I really enjoy, and also, uh, you know, a profession that I'm very familiar with. I picked Carl Casper from the movie Chef, portrayed by John Favreau. Such a good movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. If you haven't seen it, he's a very famous restaurant chef. He gets into it with his GM or owner. and Typical. And, and, been there. Typical. <laughs> and rage quits. Yeah. Rage quits. Ends up on his own. And uh, he goes on the road with his son and another friend. And they have this whole big adventure or whatever. And he just, he rediscovers his, his sort of his passion for why he's there and, and sort of why making food from the heart sort of resonates as opposed to just a hollow menu that you put out that you're, you're not entirely behind, but yeah. regardless uh, if you've caught me on spirit of time, I've, I've spoken sort of about my career and everything a little more lengthy there um, with Matt. And we sort of came up with Panerai as sort of like the chef's watch. And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but we no, went to so it, it, it totally makes sense. So many people, Wolfgang Puck. Yep. Um, you know, all these different chefs, men and women. Yep. They resonate with Panerai and, and I, like and like bronzo Panerai's too at that. Yeah, like some it, submersibles, some bronzos, yeah. uh, you know, the gaudier the case, the better. But I think it's it's because when you live sort of an artistic lifestyle, you're non-conventional, you don't want something that looks like everything else. And right. 
heaven forbid you need to be in the kitchen doing something because once you're at that level, you don't need to get your hands dirty very often. Yeah. But if you need to be in there, a 300 meter diver does not hurt. Yeah, for sure. Right. And for so sure. for absolutely. So for Mr. Casper, I picked the Panerai Pam 510. It's similar to the one I had, the 560, except it has the small seconds at nine. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just overall a cool watch. My friend used to have one. Um, you know, I really like sandwich dial and everything on it. It looks super great. Has awesome loom. And it's an eight day. Yes, eight day power. Again, if you want to, you can nitpick in house movement there or not. <laughs> but it is an eight day movement, which is super convenient. And you only have to wear it once a week and it's all good to go. Yeah. I really did like that about it. Super legible, super clean. And it's got the Achayo finish. So it is super gaudy. You can throw it on rubber, which is my favorite part. It, there's a ton of rubber straps for it. And they're super comfortable and make, they make that 44 millimeter case a pleasure to wear. Or if you're feeling fancy, there are a ton of both Panerai and bespoke leather strap makers that will make you any leather color, any grain, you name it. And they all look amazing. And I think that's part of the appeal of the very sterile Panerai look is any strap you throw on, it looks great. There's no clashing. You know, you can go as off the charge as you want. I had a, a lime green alligator for mine and it looked awesome. Yeah, it's such a cool look. Such a cool look. So I think that's a great pick for him. And again, I just think that I think that's a a chef's watch because not only because of the functionality of being both water resistant and very legible, but it's just everybody when I talk to them, like Panorinos that I've spoken to in, in the wild, they've been like, you know, it's an unmistakable design. It looks yeah. like sort of like yeah, it doesn't look like anything cars. else. That's yeah. for sure. You know what this is. And that's what they like about it. And so you, yeah. I think that's why you have two camps. You have people who are super into Panerai, and then you have people who are never going to touch it. And that's <laughs> fine. You can meet yeah. either one. But for the people who are into it, they're really into it. And you can see why. It's it, The way Matt McDee put it is it's the sort of anti-hero watch. Yeah. So it's not the fan favorite, but it becomes sort of a favorite through almost like Deadpool, right? He's not, I don't know if he's a hero, but he's an anti-hero, right? He's quirky yeah. and he's ugly and he's off the charts. So I think that's a perfect representation, but I think that's why it fits sort of the chef lifestyle so much. And if you look at him in the movie, he's got, you know, tattoo knuckles and he's, he's kind of a, you know, kind of an oaf, kind of just like a rough and tumble dude. So I think it fits him perfect. Yeah. I think that this would be a solid choice for a chef. No question. Especially John Favreau's character. I mean, yeah. I, I just like John Favreau in general. I think yeah, he's, he's a great he's director and he's, he's a great producer and everything. And, He's just, he's a very he's he's certainly a very artistic minded person. So to me, this is very much that kind of esoteric, you know, highbrow thinker type watch that just makes sense. Cause again, where it looks very brutish from the outside, you flip it over to eight day powers or like manual line movement. Like yep. it's it's just got that element to it that makes it make sense for that type of character. I think it's very cool. Um, all right. That said, uh, my second pick, um, going much lower in price point. There we go. Um, I have uh, a Ferris Bueller uh, from the 1986 film Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So for me, if you guys have seen the film, uh, it's an amazing cult classic movie. Uh, very 80s in every aspect of it, which is great. Fantastic. It's such an f- amazing, amazing movie. Uh, but there's there actually is some watches in there. Uh, I don't know if you if you caught this, but uh, Ferris's girlfriend Sloan, she wears a, a Cartier, Cartier tank. Um, in high school, cool. eh? yeah, in high school. <laughs> but again, you know, this is 
this is the Chicago uh, suburban high school type environment. You know, one of the, you know, his best friend's dad has a vintage Ferrari sitting in the garage. Like it's his baby. You know, there's a whole thing for it. I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen the film, but go see it. But to me, Ferris is very much like the class clown. And and he's the kind of guy, he's the favorite of the family. He's the guy that gets everything. He strikes me as a character that is very much an old soul, but is quirky enough to to, to do things in a very different way. And, uh, and this entire movie is indicative of his kind of lifestyle. So for me, uh, I put him in a watch as very much of the 80s as well. And specifically that that release year, 1986. Uh, which is the 1986 Swatch Jellyfish. Um, this is such a cool watch. If you've never seen it before, Swatch actually has a new spiritual revival of this watch that's out. Uh, and essentially, it was a completely translucent type of case for the Swatch. So you could see the quartz battery. You could see the mechanism. You had these primary colors, red, blue, and yellow for the hands themselves. And there was a few different color colorations, but kind of the more classic one was like the all white translucent material. And that's exactly what Swatch brought back today. I believe that there is a 34, 35 millimeter, which would have been the original size. Uh, and now there's a version that they call the new gent size, which is now a 41. Uh, you can get the watches. They're very funky. They're very cool. And I think, you know, Ferris himself as a character, he's like I said, he's an old soul, but he's somebody that appreciates the quirkiness of life and not taking himself so seriously. So for me, he's the type of person that would certainly wear a watch, but if he was going to wear a watch, he's going to wear the weird watch. Uh, and to me, this, this watch jellyfish just makes complete sense for his character. And again, it's, it's of the eighties. Like who wouldn't want to wear this type of watch? So, uh, swatch, very cool, very cool brand, uh, still very desirable. And for those of you out there who are trying to get a moon swatch and you just can't like, go pick this up. It's not very expensive. It's certainly a very cool piece, and it's certainly a watch that will be a conversation starter. And I'm going to say this, bro. Mark my words. I'm seeing a lot more people start posting things about Swatch in general. I'm wondering if we're ready for the second coming of Swatch, like the second full-fledged generation where people start rocking two Swatches again, and we're going to start seeing bumper cases and all that kind of quirky stuff that was so of the 80s. I'm wondering if we're ready for it. Well, I think they definitely have put themselves on the map this year, right? Yeah. Given the moon swatch and all its success. And now they've got something for every fan base, right? They've got Dragon Ball Z. They've got everything now. So whatever you <laughs> like. covering a lot of camps. That's but it's funny sure. you even said, you said if you can't get a moon swatch. I know uh, Rashawn from Rich Jack Pod, when they went, they got in line and they didn't want up getting one. He said he's, he was in the line sneaking around the store and he said, you're going to stay open because I'm getting a watch either way. So yeah, I know he bought one, even though you can yeah. get a moon swatch, which is pretty funny that you, you mentioned that, but uh, yeah, this is a cool watch. I think it's just, I think it's cool enough, but also just immature enough to be a good pick for a high schooler. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and this reminds me of exactly what you're talking about. He's sort of a class client, but also sort of like the super popular guy, almost like, yes. uh, you know, like the Michael J Fox or like the Zach Morris. Yeah, right? exactly. Zach Morris is the giant clunky phone that, like now you're like that was so lame but at the time it was like perfect for him like yes. that that this is exactly what uh reminds me of and uh i think it's a really good pick i think swatch yeah i think they're making a little bit of a comeback they're making some noise and you know people are into all that streetwear and swatch fits very well into there yeah the price is right like you said you could wear two and not even feel bad about it they've been around they're a fashion icon in some respects so I think it's a good pick, and I, I don't I don't think you might be too far off with the Swatch hype. 
I, I think I, I just feel it. I don't know why I've just been seeing it on the algorithms on, on Instagram, you know, looking at our page and I feel like something's coming, you know, something's going to launch that that's just going to be, it's probably not going to be the same hype as like the moon swatch would be, but it's going to be something that's just going to hit you right in the nostalgia. And you're just going to be, you're going to be ready for it. It's the swatch Omega Seamaster this time. I mean, <laughs> all I'm saying is like I would love to, I would love to 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 be part of the Sea Swatch. Like I don't know if that's what they would call it, but I just think it sounds cool. But the Sea Swatch that would be awesome if if they ever did something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, so there you yeah. go. But like I said, it's it's a little bit of a cult classic, and it's one of those things. It's almost like sort of like the SKX or the Seiko Fives. Like you can be an enthusiast, but you can't be above that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are people who own paddocks that still own that stuff. For sure. You know, so, for sure. 100%. Yeah. My last pick, I went with a lady. Ooh. And because like I said, we didn't just limit this to movies. So TV series, you name it. Uh, I picked Miss Beth Harmon. You might know her better from the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Chess player goes from sort of zero to hero. Great show. Yeah, so set in the 60s in Kentucky. And so I figured American watches, 60s. And if I'm a chess player, what do I think about a lot of the time? Timing, time, right? Because yeah. if you're playing time chess, not that you'd necessarily use a watch for that, but if you're in a bind, why not, right? So I went with a Hamilton. And this is sort of the watches that have inspired the new chronograph H's. This is yep. from the 60s. There, It's the chronograph A. There was also a chronograph B. The chronograph A is a panda. It's 36 millimeters. Uh, it, it measures up to 30 minutes elapsed time, which is perfect for a chess player. You don't need a ton of time to track. Yeah. And it's got a movement that was based off of Vajou 7733, I believe. So you know you're okay. getting a, a great movement. Cool piece. It's unisex size. Maybe not for that time period, but certainly today's standards. And, you know, I think it would be cool. Panded chronograph on Anya Taylor-Joy. You know, she's got the fiery red hair, panda chrono. I'm in. I think it'll look good. But I think that would be a cool piece. Chess boards are white and black, white and black watch. I think it fits sort of all of the – it hits all the bases there. So I love it. I love it. I mean, and and certainly such a great chrono too. Like it's it's an icon. Yeah. It's an icon. It's a very, very cool watch. And – Still today, one of these watches that's that's a very popular and collectible Hamilton. You know, it's a it's a very good choice. Yeah. So they had the panda, then they also came out with reverse panda. But again, these are what those those recent iterations you've seen. There was an automatic. Now there's a hand wind. Yep. Those are based off of this, the the two yeah. register chronograph. So if you like that look, these are still reasonably priced vintage. So I think that would yeah. be a cool vintage watch to own. Again, you get in a little trouble when you go with brands like a Hamilton that's going back that far. You know, you need parts, serviceability, blah, blah, blah. It's not like a Rolex where there's a ton of stuff floating around on it. You know, sometimes it might be hard to get service parts for it and stuff. But if you can get one in really good condition, I always think that's cooler than the mainstream stuff because you're sort of off the beaten path a little. Just me. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think so. I think so. But uh, I will say this, you know, Rolex is even getting harder and harder to service too, because there's a lot of stuff that they just cut off arbitrarily, and you just can't service it anymore. So. Yeah. 
Anyway, to round out my last pick, um, I have uh, Mr. Star-Lord um, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. And just in, in general, I'm a Chris Pratt fan. I, I really do like him. I think he's a quirky character. I've been a fan of his since basically Parks and Rec, uh, watching that uh, in school and different things like that. So very cool character. What would very a, good actor. What would a raptor trainer wear? <laughs> you know, probably <laughs> Hamilton, I would imagine. Uh, but uh uh I you know, on that note, I just did not like the last one. I haven't seen it yet. It was very campy and just if you haven't seen it, you're not really missing anything. I watched it on the plane and that's exactly where I should have watched it and not spent money for it. So yeah, yeah, it's a good look. Anyway, so um, you know, Chris Pratt in general, uh as Star Lord, you know, to me as a character, he's very much an old soul as well. And again, a lot of old souls here. But um, you know. He's very infatuated by his like mother's time, you know, like his mother's you know generation, you know when she existed. He's got the uh, you know the awesome mix number one. Well, that's uh, his thing, player. right? He's got a cassette player. He's he's sort of into analog. Yes, exactly. And he's sort of stuck in that time period of when he was a boy, and now he misses his mother, and he can kind of use those things to harken back. Exactly, and so for me, the watch pick that I wanted to do, I wanted to do something vintage. I wanted to do something that was retro, that even still somebody like the star lord somebody who lives and exists in the future and can travel and all these crazy things he needs something that can handle that world and for me this is going to be a hard watch to get but it's a speedmaster 145012-67 ultraman Ooh. and i just think that this is a watch that perfectly encapsulates the character somebody who's who's very much reminiscent of of an older an older time very much formative years you know, listens to classic music, but does it in an analog format. This is the type of person that needs a manual wind watch. You're you're you are a star traveler, so what better timepiece for that than a Speedmaster? And to do something a little bit different, a little bit more edgy, why not make it an Ultraman? I think this is the perfect watch for the character. And for me, it's a grail piece. It always has been. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars laying around to buy one, but certainly an amazing watch. And for those out there that have the the relaunch that Omega did a few years ago. Uh, as part of the Speedy Tuesday project, kudos to you, man. That is such a cool piece. But for me, this is the Star Lord watch, Speedmaster one four five zero one two six seven Ultraman. And I think you hit it on the head because we said he's kind of stuck in that era. He's a little bit immature. He would be into the old Godzilla Ultraman type of movie. I mean, situation. right. I think he got it there. Let's also review that he's a space traveler. Yep. Pilot. I think this hits. He multiple, does a lot of things. Yeah. He, this hits multiple levels. And also, you know, it's commonly found on a NATO. I think that fits his style very yep. well. I really like the new ones. When you put the, the black, black light. light on them, you get the little yeah. man in the sub sub register. Which yeah. Is really neat. But this is a watch I've always loved. And it's always been one that I've sort of flirted with getting. and I haven't, but there's something about that, that colored chrono seconds hand, man gets me. Yeah, for sure. And I've seen it on, I've seen the, the, the Ultramans cause they were 1861 movements. Yeah. I've seen them with the older case placed on the new bracelet for the speed. It's, it's a one. Mm. It's a game changer. It's so good. Yeah. I think that was a lot of people's gripes with it was that you, you didn't get it on a, a bracelet, but yeah, with this only on bracelet, NATO strap. Like, yeah. Especially that all brushed version, like the Hesselite Speedmaster. A Hezzy boy. Yeah, it's a Hezzy boy. It's been a while since life. I did one of those. 
Yeah, absolutely. It has been a while. But uh, yeah, it is definitely a Hezzy boy and it looks it looks amazing. So uh, really good pick. And if you you know if you're not unfamiliar with Guardians of the Galaxy by now, I don't know how you could be because basically the Marvel universe has taken over the cinemas. But uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely go check that out. It's it's more than just a a Marvel movie. It's pretty funny. It's kind of it's 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 just comical. It's yeah. it's very much Chris Pratt's character. It's a talking movie. raccoon in it, played by Bradley <laughs> Cooper. Right, <laughs> and a tree, and a tree. <laughs> you know, Vin Diesel voices him. The the raccoon? No, the the tree. No, I did yes. not. Vin Diesel voices him. He says one word for six movies and has gotten paid for all of it. <laughs> that dude has just knows what he's doing, man. Oh my god, how oh. ridiculous is that? <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, oh no. Yeah. So with oh that, I gosh, feel like with that, cool. with that bombshell, we can take this one out. Oh um, yeah. This has been fun. Uh I hope everybody's enjoyed it. Um, I know we got a little serious there at the beginning, but uh, we cap it off in our very own traditional style. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And again, thanks, everybody, for helping out, whether it be sharing the pod, sharing the straps. Just tune in every week. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. So, Schmitty, we'll see this one off. Episode 48, closing in on the one-year mark. Good night, everybody. Take care. Peace.